The following sermon was delivered by Rev. Laurel Gray at the Unitarian Universalist Congregational Society of Westboro, Massachusetts. Tis the season of new gym memberships and weight loss ads of that constant barrage telling us our worth is conditional and any increase in bodily size is a moral failing. So just for the record, let me state clearly that fatness is not a moral failing. I'll confess that anti-fat bias was an abstract concept to me for a long time. It was a thing I knew was true, but didn't fully grasp. And before that was a stage when I didn't even question the idea that being thinner was better. I was a teenager in the early 2000s when extremely thin bodies were held as the pinnacle of desire, and I never heard anyone question that truth. I wish I had. I wish someone had said body diversity is a good and normal thing, and we have way less control over our size than our, cult- than our culture tells us we do. Taking up space in a world that wants us to be small is no easy thing. Maybe you're intimately aware of that reality and it helps when other people share their stories so you know you're not alone, so you know someone else understands. Or maybe this is still an abstract concept, maybe even a foreign one, because you've lived your life in a body that was never, that has never been questioned or demeaned. As I said earlier, when I talked to our kids, our commitment to universalism, to the belief that every person's worth is inherent and unconditional, it asks us to question any system that treats our worth as if it is conditional or our truth is invalid. But doing that, especially when you're on the receiving end of that violence, can be incredibly difficult. And I have been living in that tension for these last few years. As it turns out, I have an autoimmune disease called Graves' disease, which attacks the thyroid. It makes your body speed up and ultimately results in your body breaking down muscle tissue to use as fuel. And it's likely that I've had Graves' disease for the last 20 years, but it wasn't until the last few years that I really started to get sick. I was exhausted and becoming alarmingly weak both struggling to eat because of nausea and somehow gaining weight at an inexplicable rate. So I tried to seek medical care, but all my doctors saw was someone who was gaining weight. So all of my health concerns were dismissed, treated with suspicion and disdain. My own report of my symptoms and my body was deemed invalid because I was too big to be credible. I was told to go on a diet and exercise and just try to lose weight. The scary thing is that Graves' disease puts you at risk for something called thyroid storm, which is when your internal speed starts accelerating so fast that you can develop a fever and your heart rate skyrockets, putting you at risk for a heart attack. High-intensity exercise, especially when it's hot outside, is incredibly unsafe. And that's exactly what my doctors prescribed, because their only goal was to make me smaller. So of course, I fired those doctors, and thankfully, I now have a wonderful primary care doctor and a kind and brilliant endocrinologist. I'm on the right medicine, 
And I'm also on something called the autoimmune protocol, which eliminates all the foods that are known to interact negatively with autoimmune disease. It's sort of like a very long-winded allergy test. So as your health improves, you start adding foods back to see what you can and can't tolerate. So why am I telling you this? It's pretty rare that I preach about myself. One reason is that my experience illuminates how dangerous weight bias can actually be. My old doctors were so focused on making me smaller that they both withheld medical care and told me to do the one thing that could have made my illness life-threatening. We talked about this in OWL with the high schoolers, and I think it bears repeating. If a medical provider is making you uncomfortable or is refusing to believe you or take you seriously, you can and you should fire them. Being a doctor or a nurse or a specialist does not mean that someone deserves access to our bodies or our stories or our health information. With power comes responsibility. And we get to say no, especially when someone misuses their power or forgets their responsibility. I'm also telling you this because chronic illness is both invisible and hard to hide. There's the paradoxical reality that I seem fine, and my illness also puts profound limits on how I live my life. Simple tasks are exhausting, almost like I'm doing everything at a jog all the time. My immune system is already compromised, so I have to be very careful not to get COVID again or any other illness. I'm also too sick to get the COVID booster. And the foods I can eat are so limited that it's nearly impossible to eat out or share meals with other people. Yes, Graves' disease can be mild and it can go into remission, but getting COVID last March sent my immune system into a flare that still isn't over. My blood is saturated with antibodies. So it's sort of ironic that we made all these masking policies to protect people who were immunocompromised, and I didn't know that I was one of the people who needed protecting. And I still do. Things are slowly improving, but I'm still sick. I now have an excellent medical team, and I am doing everything I can do to get better. But health is rarely actually in our control. And I want to be clear that it is not your job to take care of me. I don't need suggestions or assistance. I will set the right limits to take care of myself. You can trust me to say no when I need to. I'm also conscious that what I do is a lot more impactful than what I say. And being a minister means that moral value can be read into my actions. So I want to be clear. Because the size of my body and the way that I eat are dictated by a medical condition. I'm not on a diet and I'm not encouraging anyone else to be on a diet. The way that I exist in my body is not a judgment. I want to be really clear about that. Because you get to take up space. We all get to take up space. You need not be healthy to be worthy. You need not be thin to be worthy. And you do not need to make yourself small to make other people comfortable. The process of taking up space can be rocky and it can be painful and having someone on our team can make a profound difference. Sometimes we need another person to hold faith for us when we can't imagine that things could get better. So I tell you my own story to help you imagine that things can get better. 
to help you understand how much of a difference compassion can make. It's horrifying to me to think about what could have happened if I had listened to the doctors who wanted me to be small. It feels like a miracle that I didn't listen, that some part of me knew they were wrong. And I am so thankful that I had people on my side insisting that I not give up, that I find new doctors. It matters that we have someone in our corner when we lose our mooring. And so I tell you all of this to make room for these stories, both for the people living them and for the people who don't know what it's like to be so dangerously dismissed. It is possible to find people who care. It matters how we treat each other. And above all, always, your worth is not conditional. Amen and blessed be. Thanks for listening. For more information about what's happening at UUCSW or for ways to get involved, visit us online at uucsw.org. All are welcome.